Hi, I'm Rosanna Arquette, and you're here listening to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. We're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer Frank Verderosa. Our guest this week is back for a return engagement on this podcast, and we couldn't be happier about it. He's an actor, writer, TV, and radio host. New York Times best-selling author and one of the most admired and influential stand-up comedians of the last five decades. You've seen him in hit movies like Fame, Scarface, The Groove Two, Night Shift, yes. Mad Dog and Glory, oh. The Wrong Guys, a very Brady sequel, hey, oh. Man on the Moon, and wow. The Comedian. Oh. So why doesn't anybody know you? Yes. <laughs> He's also done mystery. notable work in dozens of TV shows, including Moonlighting, Miami Vice, Mad About You, Lois and Clark, The X-Files, South Park, Good, Arrested I'm going to shave, I'm gonna have to shave again. <laughs> yeah. I lost the suit size waiting for you. And The Wire. Ah. And, of course, Homicide, Life on the Street, and Law and Order, playing one of the most enduring characters in television history, Detective John Munch. A character that would go on to appear in at least 10 different series. Yeah. You want more? Fine. He's also the author of several New York Times bestsellers, including. UFOs, JFK, and Elvis. I am not a cop. Dead wrong. I am not a psychic. Dead wrong. Dead wrong. <laughs> the hit list. Hit list. <laughs> and? Someone is hiding something. Corporate conspiracy. And the soon-to-be-published Conversations. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> with Jerry Lewis. Conversations oh. with Jerry about his longtime friendship with the late, great Jerry Lewis. But as impressive as those accomplishments are, he'll forever be known and beloved to audiences as one half of the iconic ventriloquism act, Ah, Dick and Stinky. That's right. Fuck you, you Jew. Oh, <laughs> Stinky, we're on the air now. You can't. Oh, come on, Stinky. Too bad Hitler didn't finish the job. Oh, oh Stinky, yeah. come on. I told That's you about terrible. that. What's wrong with That's you? Terrible. You know, I try to take Stinky everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, Your lips can't. don't move at all, though. You're no, guy. they don't. They don't. His lips move. Stinky. Please welcome back yeah. to the show. Yes. My Fellow survivor of Thick of the Night. Yes. Yeah. The wow. legendary Bells himself, our pal Richard uh, Bell. Oh, hey, oh. Thought that so would never over end. now, right? Hey, oh. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Oh. That it? That's it. Just that kidding. No, no. My bris no. was shorter. Yeah. No, no. Ouch. Well, for no. many ways, but. Yeah. Hey, Gil. <laughs> yes. Do you remember when we first met? I'm going to say, yeah, uh, Catch a Rising Star. Do you know how old you were when I met you? The what? How old you were when we first met? Oh, God. I was 19. A, yeah? Yep. I thought I was even younger. No, 19, and you came in, and uh, Rick Newman said, hey, this guy's good. He does impressions. Yeah. So you went up, and you did like... Uh, James uh, Mason, James Boris Mason, Karloff. Boris Karloff, uh, Curly doing Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> and the shit Bogart. has not changed, and that was what, 70? <laughs> yes, same <laughs> And the clothes haven't changed. Uh, That's the just. worst clothes, the act. I'm I mean. working on my Robert Mitchum. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you really? 
<laughs> Should we introduce the other two gentlemen in the room? Oh, I don't guess. think that's necessary. <laughs> the other two Fuck em. have been who have been annoying during my introduction. Yes. The Thank most you. important part of this show right. is, of course, the legendary band leader of the David Letterman show, as well as a million other credits. And that's Paul Shea. Thanks Shaper. so much. Yeah, Fun to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, Just you? taking up space. That's all no. I'm doing. How's taking the wine? Good? Just taking the wine. is lovely. Good. And now Still. a man who needs an introduction. And now and a man who needs <laughs> a big introduction. Absolutely. Huh. No introduction. Well, Tom maybe a little. Thank you. A no, man Tom. responsible my for credits, so much. Seinfeld. So much Seinfeld. of the writing. My credits are, uh, yeah, so my credits are on, on. Responsible for so much of the writing. Oh, yes. thank you, Paulie. Some of the great comedy My writing. credits can be found yes. uh, in the National Archives. They can. You are like the Harry Crane, our Harry Crane. Hey, our that's Harry. quite a well, compliment. That's quite a, quite a special compliment. man. You thank did you. Uh, that show about the bar. Cheers. <laughs> You yes. did the show with Seinfeld, right? You were called Seinfeld. Harry yes. Crane. Harry Crane. Harry Crane. Tell the folks who Harry Crane is, Tom. Harry Crane was. I came in just a generation two, just missing the Harry Crane days, um, and the salad days. Yeah. <laughs> and the Harry, Halcyon days. Was Harry Crane and the happy days around oh. when you first started? He might have been, but probably pretty much retired. But why is Bill Persky and all those guys right. knew him very well and said he was the funniest guy, but he was the meanest guy in the world. Meanest. <laughs> meanest to the other writers, but always take credit, but hilarious. And everybody – you've heard of Harry Crane, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul Persky told us some Harry Crane And stories. you know what? Who's his, huh. his, his niece was – Melissa Gilbert. Melissa Gilbert. I think she's – Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that doesn't make or too much sense. No. Granddaughter yeah. and niece. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> – that's, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I've worked with all this, you know, but he was considered, oh, Harry Crane said this and all that. But I don't really know much more about him, well, though, Bells. What Bell's. did he write? What a Bridge for Jimmy, about a boy who had his own suspension bridge. <laughs> he wrote uh, Happy for 12 Minutes, right? where a guy gets a check and he's happy for the 12 minutes happy it takes 12 minutes. to go down to the he's bank and find for... out that it was just a big gag. Oh, you know. Did anybody else hear me and Harry Crane or just you? I never met him. Oh, you never met him. I don't know why I'm the expert no, on Harry yeah. Crane. You ever uh, work with Pat McCormick? No. Okay. Does that was he on the show? Disqualify me for something? No. No. Is he around? No. Oh, he would have been great no, to have. Him. Who else is dead? Right. Who Everybody's else? dead, Gil. Yeah. You're not looking that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first time you guys did Dick and Stinky? How did that happen? Oh wow. I I think it just kind of started when we oh be, right it, like. At thick of the night, we just started uh, joking around. Yeah. We'd be hanging out in the car or something. In the dressing room. But then we did it at the uh, comedy, uh, what was that? Comedy Relief. Comic Relief. We did, we made our stage debut. Doing that material? Thick and Stinky. Wow. And Great. we killed. Right? Yeah. Right, Stinky? And, you remember and... that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Oh, oh, stinky. Oh, yeah. Last time stinky. I got a sliver in my lip. <laughs> now, come on. I told you, no dirt. We're on the air. The Where le- have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. Stinky. Well, where the, have you been, Stinky? I haven't seen you in a while. Well, I, I figured- stinky, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? Well, He's got it. He's got it. Where been. We- <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, Paul and I met in 1973. That's correct. The year of turmoil. The year of turmoil. And you brought Dave Thomas into catch? Three or four. That's right. Right. 73, 74. Uh, I was uh, subletting Gilda Radner's apartment, and she was about to uh, start in a show that you eventually ended up in, but you were in the original company. The Lampoon Show. You replaced Harold Ramis in the Lampoon Show. Oh, I'm right. The Oliver Shalom was in it. Bill Murray. Bill and his brother Brian Doyle Murray. Yes. Um, Gilda, the only girl. Uh, you went in as the improv. There was an improv spot where you took questions as a Maharishi. No, as um, Carlos Castaneda. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Carlos <laughs> Brilliant every night. And anyway, there was a party where they were trying out some of the stuff for each other. I was there just because I was living there. You were there and you said, I got to go and do a set. I'll be right back. And I'm just new in New York, you know. I just moved to town. And I say, I know a comic who leaves a party, goes to do a set (laughs) at a club, a swinging hip club, then comes back, rejoins the party, which he did. 
So that was our that was that the was night your, we met. Yeah. That was your christening. That was the night. Yeah. Uh, Is that uh, your wife's shirt or are you just? Is that your wife's shirt? <laughs> it's my wife's pants. <laughs> My wife spanks, actually. <laughs> if I want to be telling the incomplete truth, uh, it's a lovely shirt. Tom. You know, you don't really know a woman until you've walked around in her spanks. They, you know they I mean? look like those Mary Tyler Moore. All right, pants. the Capri yeah. pants. Yeah, they're just. Capri. They just uh, well, was it Rob Reiner grabbed that, onto? That was my my high school drama coach was Mr. Capri pants. Really? Yeah. And he'd say, "Bring it down to half and freeze it." Uh, <laughs> I think he was talking about the show. I, oh, or about lunch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, how did you meet the Bells, Tom? We know how Gilbert. Prison. No. Um, Chris Guest said Chris Guest was I've known Chris since we were teenagers, and he's and this in it's about the same time you right. met him. He says you got to meet this guy Richard Belzer. He's hilarious, and you know that was sounded good. So and then he brought me over to see you and at catch introduced people. Funniest thing ever. Oh, I was on screaming. Yeah, yeah, that's I where remember. we met. Yeah, yeah, but you, the year was nineteen forty one. Yes, a date, but I remember Kay Kaiser was number one in the box. First met you. You just started doing an impression of me that you just saw. It was yeah. like you were doing me, and I was I was so flattered. Oh wow! Because wow. Chris said you got to meet Tom Leopold. Oh, he's the funniest guy. And then he said to you, "I was the funniest guy." And then we arm wrestled, and it was a tie. Yeah, you you had a hook, a comedic hook at that time but, that you let it go. Well, it was replaced. Oh, I have, uh, replaced by what but, was my but, hook? But the old you hook. were saying. Well, you know, you didn't want to do it every night. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert does the greatest impression of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, why don't, you, why don't you go outside and practice falling down for a while, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah it's great. Right? It's like a little parody bird. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Belzer sure. had a parakeet. Sure. Yeah. A, a we were at Howard Stern in the 80s, yes. and I was listening to it the other day, and it was you and I run together, and for forty minutes you were just making fun of me, like yeah, Reagan's oh, yeah. gonna, yeah, Reagan, yeah, that's yeah, great, Reagan. Babe. like no. just busting everything yeah. I ever Don't said, and I didn't think you ever paid me, attention. Okay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I never thought he paid attention to my act. Meanwhile, and, he's doing my. Oh, speaking of act, guess who I bumped into last night, uh, two nights ago? Yeah, walking down the street, Jackie. Mason? When his hair dyed orange? No. Oh no. <laughs> <Shuffling along. laughs> have you had him? Jackie Mason. Have you had Jackie Mason? We have not. I don't know. Oh, God, let's look it up, Frank. How old is Jackie Mason? Walking down where um, that restaurant we used to go to, Fiorello's, and coming up the street, there's Jackie Mason. Is he by himself? No, he's with this woman that's been with him. I guess it's his wife for like the last, you know, seven years. Commonwealth wife, if you don't mind. Born 1931. A he was born of years 31. Ago. So does that make him 80, 87? 87. 87. Wow. Yeah. A couple of years ago, my wife went up to him. And said uh, that she's married to Gilbert Gottfried, and she goes, and he goes, I don't like that Gilbert Gottfried. He loves me. He loves me. <laughs> he <laughs> loves what did you do to him, Gil? What does I, that mean? Ah, <laughs> I think I, I was on the stern. You show, loused him, and, and I think it was when what he had said something that on TV that they thought was racist. Yeah, or he whatever. says Schwarzer. Or something. And I started doing like a really oh. racist as him. Uh, yeah, yes. Jackie Mason. Maybe that's what bothered him. <laughs> so he had, the, oh, you loused him. <laughs> you loused him. Just the fact you that he Jackie listens Mason, to Howard. <laughs> well, can you picture Jackie Mason listening to Howard? It just, yeah. That's an anomalous. Yeah. Yeah, I never had a word like that. You, you loused you me. Lost, yeah. Yeah. Gilbert <laughs> you loused me, you son of a bitch. I'll tell you another thing, you son. Here's John Biner. I'll tell you the story that John Biner told me. John Biner... Was on Ed Sullivan. Oh, I, yeah. The, the night that Jackie Mason got in trouble for giving the finger. Remember that mm, whole yeah, thing? Sure. Yeah. What, what happened was the Bay City Rollers were the act, and they were like, you know, the poor man's beat. No. It was yeah. way before the Bay City Rollers. No, no. I'm telling you, Bay City Rollers were on Ed Sullivan, and the audience was yelling and screaming, and Jackie Mason comes out. And the audience is still kind of, you know, waiting for the Bay City Rolls to come back. And he couldn't – he wasn't yeah. hitting with the right. audience. And after about four minutes, they finally settled – audience settled in and started laughing at him. Stage manager off uh, uh, off stage goes, you got one minute. And Mason is like, "I got, you got a finger for me. I got a finger for you. He never went like this, right. which yeah. is a no, popular yeah. – he went like this. He went like this. Yeah. And – Big wow. news. It was huge news. 
Yeah. So after the show, Biner goes by Sullivan's dressing room office to hear because he heard Jackie Mason was called into the office, right? And he hears, you motherfucker, you little shit. How dare you make that gesture on my show? I've got nuns and Cub Scouts watching this show, you cocksucker. How dare you, you little prick. But, 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 Ed, don't butt Ed me, you little Jew motherfucker. I didn't say that. Ed impressions and as good Biner as was listening at the door. Right. And heard him say, you motherfucker. Oh, boy. You little shit. So he was lousing him then. He was lousing him. Did he ever get invited back? Maybe? Yeah. Did he ever well, get back the big myth is he was he did come back. He did. Huh? But Finally. not for People a long don't time. don't remember that. Yeah. He no. had to get beaten up by Frank Sinatra's guys first. Shoot That's story. He was allowed back you know to that get story? May I? Please tell me. May I tell this story? I can always hear it again. Yes. We have to cut away and sell something? What? Uh, we have to cut away and sell away, something? Right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Hold okay. that thought. We'll be right back. No. we're okay. Cute story. Cute. Um, Jackie Mason is on stage, some, at the, you know, in a big hotel Miami. in Miami. Yeah. And uh, Frank comes in a little late with Mia Farrow to see Jackie. And they come in. Of course, everybody sees it's Frank and Mia. And Jackie Mason, ah, it's Frank Sinatra and uh, Mia Farrow. You know, she takes off her roller skates. He takes off his toupee, and he starts making fun Ooh. of them. But just ridiculous, you know. She's doing her homework, and he wants to. In just joke <laughs> after funny. joke, just the worst, <laughs> the worst jokes you can. I mean, funny, but yeah, you know. but man, please. Okay, a day or two later, Jackie Mason sitting in his car or a car, and a guy comes over to the door and knocks on the window. Mason opens it up, and this guy punched him in the face. And he had his hand wrapped in like, you know, brass knuckles. Broke like 50 bones in Jackie Mason's face. One punch because he said she takes off her roller skates. He takes off his waist. Wow. Wow. (laughs) He's lucky he he got off with that. Yeah. But uh, this, is, this is the business we have chosen. Uh, yeah. We thought okay, about sorry, having Bells. Mason in here, but we're afraid. I think Gilbert and I are afraid of him. Who? Yeah. Mason. Jackie? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you, you might need him. security yeah. up here. You lost him. Because I lost him. You, oh, that's right. You lost I can't, him. I can't, I can't have him. But how many years ago did she ask him about uh, it? Oh, God. Uh, so he, maybe he forgot. Or he might have forgotten, Gilbert. So reinvite him. I <laughs> forgot. I, all right. Now she's yeah. angry. Ten? Ten? Fifteen. Fifteen years ago. I like oh, he it. must have forgotten. He totally yeah. forgot. I'd like to yeah. find out how many bones were broken in his they face. If that's my question. Yeah. And then I Could heard up. he <laughs> described it, the punch, like he said, it was uh, very professionally done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very professional. Yeah. Uh, speaking of lousing, is, is Harry still mad at Gilbert, Paul? Harry Shearer. Oh, I, I can't speak for her. I can't speak for everyone. him. I would never uh, yeah. speak for <laughs> For Harry? Oh, God, anybody, no, you can't do that. Something as delicate as that. Why would he be mad at Gilbert? And I, you know. Why would well, he be mad at you? Because Gilbert yeah, wouldn't come I, down. Because I, I, I remember Paul used one time saying to me, I, oh, you know, Harry, Harry Shearer hates you. <laughs> such a, but that wasn't the first such you a heard dipic, about Paul. Well, I think it was I. I was like on uh, well when I was on Saturday Night Live. We the cast introduced themselves. Was he yeah. on then when you were on? Uh, no, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. That's the story. Yeah. And and we were all introducing ourselves. And Piscopo said, "Hi, I'm Joe Piscopo. I'm kind of the Dan Aykroyd." I'm Charlie Rocket. I'm kind of the Chevy Chase. Right. And and I said, uh, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm kind of a mixture of John Belushi and that guy who used to do the imitations who nobody remembers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say his name? No. Well, so how did he know? He well, may I ask? He he know. Okay. I, I, wow. He lost him. You say, I have I a lo- question. <laughs> I have a question. Did you write that no, about him? No, no. Well, what do you mean, no? Who wrote it? I, one of the writers. A writer on the show. So you were uttering, really, a written statement that had been written by someone. Doing your job. Performing as an actor. You should bring me and Harry back together the same way Frank Sinatra. I think it was about time. (laughs) Dean and I think it's about time. Harry, there's a gentleman here who loves what you do. Loves what you do. but but how could he blame you? I'm sure he doesn't anymore. He so may have been. You're painting, you're painting Harry as a very bitter guy. No, but he has. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fair. Harry forgives and for, yes, and, he does. and yes, embraces. He embraces. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there would be an embrace if I brought you guys together. Can we broker this piece? But because you yes. did not write it. I, what if yes. you had written? What would you have said about him? Uh, I Same would thing. have gone on longer. I, I, <laughs> no, you don't say that when you see it. Yeah, no, no, was, well, forget I the radio. Made, there will be no, no reason. You said Harry. you got to rehearse if you're going to yeah. talk to Harry. Now he may hurt. He, and he I loved you before. He may hate you now. On camera. All right, he hates you. The last oh. time Rich was here on our, our podcast two years ago. Who's Rich? Rich. Oh, Richard Belzer. I do all right. He told uh, he told one of the arguably one of the funniest stories on this show. Do you remember Gilbert about yeah. about Liza? Oh my God! Yes, Liza in Germany. Oh, <laughs> I think I you. I don't know this. No. This is great. Her husband told me this. Mark, what's his name? The Mark sculptor. Hero, the oh, fine Giro, artist, the, the fine sculptor. Yeah. So. I own a few of those, by the way. Many years ago. <laughs> you have a few Giros? I have some Giros. When he was, you know, the period when he was, like, in love? Oh, well, we, that They was first a, met. Before he that realized. Was, yeah. yeah. So it was a colorful period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, Liza's in, uh, on tour in Europe. And she's uh, got her band. And, and virtually every guy in the band is Jewish. And they're, and they're in Germany. And they're, you know, in the dressing room. And. They started – the guys in the band start having – one of the guys says, you know, we're Jews and we're in Germany. Like how do you guys feel? You know, they started talking about being a Jew in Germany and they're going on and on. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door and then someone says, is there Jews in there? <laughs> <laughs> And it's the Liza's road manager wanted to see if there was any orange juice ah, in, in the, the van room. The no, really? I swear to God. Is there any juice in there? <laughs> any juice in there? I've never heard the that. That's, band. Band. Oh, That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and on that, story. on that same episode, you told Richard the, the LEV cell story. Oh, which is yes. also great. Oh, yes. Yes. These guys There's so many funny stories about him. About Ellie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was watching you talk about tasteless when people aren't trying to be tasteless. Right. So Ellie Wiesel, who, uh, you know, his whole family died in the we, concentration we know that camps. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, his career is writing, remembering the camps. So he was on some talk show with this host who's got a big smile on his face the whole time. And and he asked Ellie Wiesel, he goes, if you could have any wish, what would it be? And, and Ellie Wiesel says, you know, with tears in his eyes, he goes, I wish people would stop just standing by. He goes, the Holocaust occurred because people stood by. Uh, genocide goes on in this world because people stand by. And the host puts his hand <laughs> on Ellie Zal's knee and turns to the camera with a giant smile and goes, and we're going to ask you to stand by. Oh, <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> Now, while Gilbert heads into the nutmeg kitchen to steal more Perrier, <laughs> a word from our sponsor. Gil and Frank went out to pee. Now they're back so they can be on their amazing colossal podcast. Podcast. Kids, time to get back to Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal podcast. So let's go. Oh, and, and who were. Like when when I was uh, See, three years old, no, I'll get back to it. And, oh, and I met you at at catch. Uh, the people who were still playing there, like I remember, uh, Gabe Kaplan used to go uh, on stage stole all my the material, time. Yeah. And uh, he became Brenner. Brenner, Rock, yeah. Right. Uh, Jimmy Pat, Walker. Pat Benatar. Pat used, Benatar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went on tour with her. Yeah. With her. her, And just to tie up the end of uh, I saw in the motel, tele- on the motel television, the reunion when Frank brought Dean and Jerry together. 
Ah. I was on the road with Pat Benatar. Yeah, okay, yeah. I guess well, we all remember said. where we were when yeah, that happened. Said. Yeah, it's like JFK or the moon landing. You know, uh, <laughs> it reminds me, though, uh, Gil and Frank, about um, how much Tom and I were dying to get involved with roasts, yes. Friars-style roasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was a tribute going to happen to Belzer in connection with a uh, cable show he had oh, made, yeah. I think, and... And we heard, it's going to be a roast. Well, Tom and I spent four or five days in my room, hotel room. I lived in a hotel at that, writing material for this. This is the it, town hall roast? And, uh, no, this is, this no, is pre different, that. Different one. Okay. Oh, that was before, oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, wow. This yeah. one was going to be really a PR thing for his show. 84, but, I think. But uh, David Steinberg, who had directed it, you know, this is not David Steinberg, the my manager. Right. Yeah, yeah, David yeah. Steinberg, the it's comic 84, and director. Yeah, yeah was going to be Roastmaster. Well, David Steinberg showed up and took a look at the room and said, well, there's no dais. It's not set up for a roast. There's no <laughs> mic, uh, really. There's no dais like the present. There, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, let's just call it a a toast roast. A toast roast. Yeah. And we'll there just, was a piano. And we'll just toast him and stuff. Well, Tom and I had written this material, and we decided to do it anyway. Not even Belzer was interested in it. Well, yeah. I had that model. You, he, had, he had a seven, seven foot model. Yes, <laughs> that he was <laughs> coaching. So what? Yeah. yeah, why would he be interested? He was mentoring her uh, in the, the ass, people. but he was mentoring. <laughs> anyway, do you want to hear just a few yeah. bars? Tom yeah. and I could yeah. do it together. Yeah. Well, you, you do it with me if I can remember. You remember? Sing with me. First of all, you know he was into the Stones. Uh, you have to know that. He time. loved, uh, you know. And everybody knew Pat Benatar's uh, financial status because yeah. of Rick Newman's managerial style. Oh, yeah, he was style. managing her. That's Open right. managerial style. So it starts, please allow well, me. Well, there was also the big hit song that was out then. What was with, that? With that sunglasses. I wear my sunglasses. Uh, sunglasses, which he loved. I wear my sunglasses yeah. at night. It was so dark. Please allow me to introduce. So it was kind of a parody of that musically. Please allow me to introduce to you a comedian's comedian. When we in the industry have a night off, we go to see him. And then from a quoting from People magazine, his cover story, he's conquered cancer, softened his approach. <laughs> he's conquered cancer, softened his, his approach. approach. Uh, something about Lenny, but like yeah. Lenny, but, but yeah. something needier, you know. Like Lenny, but needier. Yeah. <laughs> Avisholem, <laughs> God bless you. But he's right. strictly Belgique, was where I Marie Chevalier. How do we get into Pat Benatar's yeah, salary? <laughs> well, it gets to Rick Newman. Rick oh, Newman, yes. caught oh. a rising star. Yeah. Rick Newman caught a rising star. Not you, Bells. Pat Benatar, boom, yes. boom, boom, boom. Too liquid, boom, boom. Too, Too invested. <laughs> but you owe Harry fourteen hundred dollars. And Harry was there, story. right? Yeah. Another yeah. whole story. He wears his. How's he, Bells wears his oh. sunglasses at night. So he can't. So he can't. He, so, so he, he can't. Cannot. <laughs> they said so he can. We said he can. That so was 20, 24 years ago. A time no, of 20, turmoil. Must have been longer than that. In the, in the 80s or the 90s? No, 30, 80s. 34 years ago. 83, the 80s, 84. Yeah, the 80s. Wow. 84. People were still... Yelling at their maids. In those I remember the town hall roast that you emceed. That's so long ago. Town hall That's roast was, was a real was, roast that I got yes. to oh, that was yes. officiate at. And Tom so wrote not only my material, but many, many for you, many others. I that, remember yes. you telling a joke that Alan King had a third degree burn on his hand from jerking off Topo Gijo. That wasn't mine. That was a joke that stayed with me. You must have written that. You had it Tom? No, maybe, no? Uh, you know, it sounds like uh, the guy. Uh, Rich Voss. Yeah, Rich Voss. We had that guy on there. Voss. Wasn't that the night of the I, famous I, Odetta joke? Yes, it was, yeah. yeah. Paul tells that story very well. And I remember at the Chevy Roast, you sang. Which one? We couldn't get anybody, anybody good. good. Let's hear a few bars of that. <laughs> well, that again, that's uh, Tom, a lyric, beautiful Tom. You sing it because I can't remember. Lyric uh, with Matt Robertson, a writer involved very as well. Very good writer. Good writer, Matt. We, uh, tonight is Chevy's big night. We called his friends to invite. Them all to roast him and join us, but nobody would. Does he? And then two chorus girls say, "Does he have a career? I thought he died last year. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't get anybody, anybody good." good. <laughs> Please welcome our roast master, Paul Schaefer. 
That's basically it, except it went into a very sad yeah. Sinatra section in the middle where I threw, threw a trench coat over my shoulder and sang, seriously, how sad the day is. How <laughs> sad the day is. You call this a show, do, 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 do. How can you roast a man where no one will go? <laughs> Sit on the dish. Anyway. How sad the day is. How sad. I know. We had a lot of fun. Oh, boy. And I remember, like, for, like, the big ending when you were singing, we, never, we, have girls? we couldn't find anyone good. Right. You, you, you sang, we tried Will Farrell. <laughs> oh, wow. I forgot. Yeah. It was before he... Became huge. Yes. yes. We scraped the barrel. Ah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> we did it again. Gilbert, were you better. on that roast? The Chevy roast? I was there. They didn't have I don't. Any... I didn't think I, don't I went on. I remember if you got up. I don't remember if you got It was yeah. a very, very peculiar night. Well, Chevy would have been here. But he had... Today, yeah. he had to pull out last week. We were hoping to we bring him here as a, <laughs> as a surprise. Okay. Well, we, we've got in trouble calling him on the air. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, you did that yeah, one, sir. I did that one, I did okay. love the Belzer joke about Freddie Roman. I think that was my favorite roast joke in a long oh, time. Oh, Freddie Roman, yeah. Um, Jack Ruby had a longer television career. Than <laughs> 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 oh, well, I want to cite a joke that I spoke of Freddie Roman. This one written by... A gentleman whose name doesn't come to mind, Larry Amorose. Larry Amorose. Larry Amorose. Who said, uh, we first uh, heard of Freddie Roman when he and Icarus flew too close to the sun. (laughs) (laughs) I did another joke about him. I said... I don't want to say Freddie's old, but he used to be known as Freddie the Roman. The Roman. Yes. Uh, yeah. You also the said, Roman. what would a roast be without Freddie Roman? Yes, I'll tell you one thing, televised. Oh, televised. <laughs> televised. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's very right, bad. Televised. There's your joke. I that think. was the Excellent. Odetta night. Tom, do you have anything you want to say about George Maharis turning 90? Because that would make well, a yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> I wanted to ask every, yeah, he's going to be 90 in, no. well, September. Beautiful. So yeah. he's got Beautiful. a few months to kind of still be a kid. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be ninety, and I just thought I'd go around the room and everybody just say what they feel about George Maharis turning well, ninety. First, Gil, first let's tell the story. Oh, it's oh, such a George. long story. Which Matt one? Harris. <laughs> he was he was like the a heartthrob. Yeah, of course. Oh, that, that story, girls. not our story. Uh-huh. Yeah, like well, really crazy, crazy, crazy boy. Yeah. Oh, he was huge. Story. Yeah, and, and a song, and, ring, recording yeah. star. Everything. So all the women were crazy about yeah, of him. Of and then, then uh, tragedy <laughs> struck. <laughs> well, it struck in it struck in a men's room <laughs> on no. Route Twelve <laughs> when George was standing in a bag <laughs> next to. Perfect. Talking about George Maharis? Yeah, yeah. Or six, George Shakiris. No, no, no. Okay, no, that's a whole other. I was in the bag. Route sixty-six. Well, that's the great unknown question. 
So what will you say? What happened to George Maharas? See, this is this is a uh, uh, the alcoholics have said who is in the bag. Yeah, but, no. In this case, he, there was somebody actually in a bag. Because among uh, gay guys going into the men's room stall, they'll sometimes bring a bag with them, big shopping bag, where one of them stands in the bag. inside the bag. So you don't know there are two guys yeah, there. Yeah, the right? guy can pleasure oh, them. I think God. it's a guy never, who's yeah, never gone that. shopping. Yeah. <laughs> just a guy yeah, who likes well, to shop. Yeah, from yeah. Tom. yeah, not a big guy. Yeah, Tom, oh. Tom is an expert. I never, on and, no, never and, yes. heard that. Tom's so, been talking about this for oh, it's called years. A, it's, called, <laughs> it's called a tea room. Yes. 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 Well, yes. George Maharis. Was a shopping bag. Was no, shopping one yeah. day. Was having assignation. Well, so the thing is, to be fair, he was actually shopping that day. That day. But that has nothing to <laughs> do with it. That's just a, allegedly that's just a happy accident. A lucky right. coincidence. Yeah, it's a happy so, accident. So tell the, tell the story, Gil. <laughs> and, 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 and he uh, was having some, uh, you know, romantic uh, interludes with Perfecto Tellis. Okay. Was that guy's name. Yeah. And, and hairdresser yeah, right. from Los Angeles. Yeah. That's how they describe him. Yeah. Hairdresser from Los Angeles. Is he with us? Is still? Perfecto? I don't know. We I don't know. No, we I have people. I can answer. He's not. Perfecto. He was having an. You know that. Yes, it's on the internet. Perfecto died. There's two Perfecto Telezes oh, on the wow. internet. There is. Me. There's an old one. There's a guy that was died in the 1800s. Oh, wow. there, there was, was a guy. The one, man. There was a guy who stood in the bag the old... in 1808. There was a guy who liked to be in the bag. It was, of, it was a burlap bag in those days. And it wasn't really it was a, a men's room. It was more like where the horses were put yeah, in. You know, it was a stable burlap. Yeah. And then there was Perfecto Telezes. The ventriloquist <laughs> from the Ed Sullivan show. Yes. And Victor <laughs> Telly's. That's who George Maharas was banging? No, no, no. no. Oh. You're thinking, no. And you know what? So often people confuse You George. like candy? I like candy. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're ever confused. What's that in your mouth? Yes. George Stakinis. <laughs> no, that's. You want the dick in your mouth? Yeah, your wences. Senior wences. Is it in your mouth? Senior wences. What do you think? In the box, that's the same. Because this is a show for the kids. That's why we love it. Let's get into some heavy senior wences material now. To stay contemporary. He was 100. Yeah. He died at 102. Yeah, 102. Yeah. Yeah. 102. Yeah. But he could still play 101. They changed that. They changed yeah, the name of the 54th Street so yeah. by yeah. 54th Street by the Sullivan Theater to the Senior Wences Way, 54th. Yes, Broadway, that's yeah. right. Yes, yeah. Paul, yeah. talk Senior about how Wences we way. talk about how we went to Danny Yellow's club in Newark and the well, young lady there in her act. Speaking we, of, you might find this we have a sex sense about things like that. We heard that Danny Aiello now had a club, mm-hmm. a comedy club above an Italian restaurant. Yeah, we tried to call you guys, but you, we were there. Yes. And what are you going for? It was above an Italian restaurant. No, the woman who had, who bought from the estate. You're going to have to tell us. Well, all, correct this me. This woman you, was on the bill. He had a number of acts, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, and this was the acts. opening act. This uh, was great. A woman, yeah. and what? And she was a ventriloquist herself? Uh, and yes. she had purchased from the, the act so you, from the senior wench's estate. The senior wench's no. estate. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. But she wasn't allowed. Uh, there was one she couldn't, couldn't do put her, the finger thing. She no. did the finger thing, which was weird because the little face had long painted nails. Right, no, and it's the not face as good. that was weird. But it's she couldn't do the box. It's she couldn't do the box. Why not? Somebody else got the box. Why not? Why not? It was a codicil in senior wences. She couldn't do the box. They kept for themselves. Like he's going to come from the grave yeah. and, and do the box. And all the all the uh, the children would lose their inheritance if they ever used the box. <laughs> the box. <laughs> there was a codicil in the in the will. Now but the, the thing about it was she starts to do this <laughs> thing, and so she drops. So all she had was the little body of the hand guy. Right, yeah. ah. and the long nails curling around, ah. so it looked like a big red octopus ah. strangling ah. the face of the yeah. guy, strangling her own face. Dead, Jimmy. Oh. You know, whatever the hell ah. she bought. I'm just yeah, and she kept dropping she... the entire. She had a whole big table, and she dropped the whole table over. And well, also on the bill, yes, one of the you know, uh, I'm sure maybe for the last time. Alto and Mantilla. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys the, all the must remember them. Doing the well, exact same act. guy, they were props. called the Untouchables. Their... Right. Oh, there was two after the Untouchables. Marvin Buddy Braverman. And... Uh-huh. Marvin was the Braverman. Very good. Very good. One of them always sang opera. Every, that was Marvin. Every, oh, no, that was no, that was... Yeah. Every Buddy. sketch was devised so that Buddy Mantilla would get Could to sing. sing opera while the other guy was... 
giving him yeah. a haircut or something. Oh, no, no, oh, 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 so we could show off his voice. Tell, tell him they were ahead well, of their so time. these guys are there hanging out, and then Tom and I are sitting in our chairs, and you know, and Barbara Feldon was there for some reason. But I don't, boy, that's by don't, his no, 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 it doesn't matter who she is. But it's okay. They've no, been no. together for years. Well, but isn't it a secret? <laughs> I thought it was a secret. No, I thought it was a big no, secret. No, you don't tell. They've been together since the <laughs> No, you don't I, tell. We, sorry. We you don't have to tell everything. Who Barbara Feldon was. Ain't you can't say who Barbara Ain't Feldon was. She was 99. She was on. So, she's so, and Alto and Matt T are there. And a good friend of hers. Sitting down at our table. And I said, are you guys going to go on? Well, we may do something, a little something. Look up on the stage. They've got huge props. Like illusions, not getting illusions. Door, yeah, like door David Copperfield door and the thing. Florida room. And, like a, big, and a Liberty Bell. You know, we may do a, a few Liberty things, Bell. you know. Then they go into their act. They're using a hello. You know, a, they do 20, 25 minutes. It was like, you know, it was like uh, Schuster and Wayne and Schuster. Oh. Are, but not anywhere near as funny. But, I mean, an act like that was so old-fashioned. They old were fashioned. Good, though, in huh? the 70s. Old-fashioned. They but, were funny, but Alto they were Mentia. very old-fashioned. They were very exactly. old, but now they would be the, the now it would be perfect like timing for them. Very well rehearsed, though. Yeah, well, you, they did <laughs> they the same thing for twenty-five years. Do you think they years. were funny, Gilbert? Yeah, but they, they, were, they were funny. Well, they were funny. Yeah, they yeah. were the untouchable. Yeah. Oh, they were okay. They yeah. were very funny. They were very no, oh. sir, don't. Don't Paul, do I believe we were talking about Buddy Mantia just nah, last week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were. Were you and I talking about it? You and I were talking about it. I remember something about Richard. I think uh -oh. I, maybe you were going to a new analyst at the time. I only had uh -huh. well, but I had. but every time for for a slight time period yes. there, I guess you were going to a psychiatrist or whatever, and right. this is where you learn this lesson. Because you would you would get angry right. in a situation, and you'd yell, and then you turn to the person who was there right. in the room and go, "I'm." I'm not angry at you. Yeah! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it was I like, remember it. I, I learned it. About, I'm not angry at you. Yeah, I learned yeah. that from the bells. Yeah. I was at his feet. I learned it like a guru <laughs> and a student. Wrote it down. I now say what it myself. What a memory. Yeah. <laughs> no, after scaring the shit out of the person. No, no, I'm not angry I'm not, at I'm you. I'm not angry you. at you. Yeah. Did Jagger ever, ever comment on, on yeah, the impression, well, he Richard? Yeah, saw me at... Um, the bottom line. Mary Tyler Moore. Jagger. Mick saw me at the bottom line. And of course you were famous for your Jagger. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. kind of. Legendary. And he was in the audience. I didn't know he was in the audience. So after my set, Alan Pepper, the owner of yeah, exactly, the yes. bottom line, yeah. came back to my dressing room. He said, Mick Jagger is in the audience. Oh, shit. He said, no, no, he wants you to come to his table. So I went and I sat with him for the rest of the show. And he was, you know, he said, I won't, you know, um, little Richard taught me all about the element of danger. That's where I learned all the leaping about the stage. And you remind me of the element of danger. Well, how about that? Ooh, that's that's cool. pretty good compliment. Yeah, you yeah. can't get cool. any better. Yeah, but he was saying how he was copying to the fact that he was doing little, kind of doing little Richard. Yeah. You know, which yeah. I thought was nice of him to but not, yeah, be I mean, immodest right. like that. Was freaking but I was very Richard flattered. Very flattering. By that. Yeah. I saw you do something at the seaport at Caroline's and you had a plant in the audience. You remember doing this? Uh, was it, was, it, uh, it was Alan Abel? Yes. Yes. The, pr the famous pranks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was a great bit. <laughs> he pretended that he was a doctor who was transplanting like uh, animal parts. Yes. And it was just... Yeah, he'd go on TV doing yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's around still. Well, right? I was having 20 minutes with him, uh, with him one night, and the whole audience thought he was yeah. the real guy. And you know who was in the audience that night? Danny Aiello, because, Richie, was that real? <laughs> <laughs> was that real? <laughs> Tell him about Danny Aiello when we came out of his Alan club. Abel, and how yeah. we, got, how we had him sit in this he car is? and everything. Well, that was <laughs> a big, wonderful And then that huge truck came with a video on it. Of Danielle well, Yellow's more, music yeah, Meanwhile, back at his club in Hoboken, he <laughs> said, I've been doing working with a rapper. Danielle Yellow is working with a yeah. rapper. Danielle. And, you know, we've got a record coming out, an album, the two of us. <laughs> I sing, he raps, you know. And the next thing you know, he says, come out on the street. I want to show you something. And he has arranged for a truck 
which shows a video on this on a huge screen a on the truck. side uh, for advertising. It drives around town. This truck has pulled up, and it's showing this video with the rapper. And who should be walking down the street out in Hoboken? The rapper himself is there. Live, happened to be there. Yeah, all these people converged. And uh, it was a... It was a Godwink. Not a bad piece of material. (laughs) But I wasn't there... Well, no, I was just... because I I guess that's it. I guess there really was no blow, but I I wanted to see you die with it, not me. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. That's I'm going to leave completely no, honest. That's, that's, that's what this is about. I, I want to hear the story. that when Ayello was working with uh, Pacino, Who? wasn't Diana Ayello had a big movie role? Oh, up, no, no, Paul Alves. Newman. What was, well, so was he in with Paul Newman? Fort Apache. This rattled him a little or something. Yeah, I'm walking down the street, my street, 77th, and I see I see Diana Ayello walking the other way, and it's one of those things where I know he saw me, but he pretended not to see me. Keep that in mind. So I'm, I keep walking towards him. And he's by this stoop. <laughs> this, is story. this is a story your fans will love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, this is pure, pure Gilbert Godfrey podcast, isn't it? So, you don't even yeah. have to go on. It's yeah, already a classic. So he's standing by this stoop, and there's like, you know, a cement post there. And he puts his head down and he's pounding on it, and like you know, like he's by. His, I'm supposed to believe he's by himself, right? And I go, Danny, Danny, oh, and he, you know, pretends like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Richie. And he said, "What is this? You don't know what it's like starring with Paul Newman in a movie? In a movie? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't know, Richie. You don't know what it's like starring in a movie with Paul. What is Newman? he implying that the man? The man, the man doesn't know how to work. I don't know what it's <laughs> Whatever. It's his process. Just Whatever his process. I was like, even then I was flabbergasted. That reminds me <laughs> One of, more for your fans. No, go ahead. Another Are Danny you? Aiello story. Yeah. Please. Sure you're going to cut all yeah, this sure. out. He's been on this show. Oh, he has. Yeah. So Perfect. one day I'm at Cafe Central. Okay. With, uh, I forget, Oblio. And we're sitting here and uh, Danny, Aiello walk, Danny Aiello walks in. And these guys that I was sitting with say to Danny, Danny, and he comes over, you know, high, everything. And the guy goes, Danny, I've never seen you so heavy. <laughs> so Danny says, yeah, I've never been this happy in my life. Ah, he, never, he didn't well, hear the word heavy. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy. No, no, Danny, it looks like you, you put on weight. Oh, I'm so happy. He just refused. He refused to admit like that he was heavy. five minutes, so he kept saying, and the guy kept saying. And, uh, yeah, but if he doesn't, doesn't pretend not to hear it, he isn't fat. <laughs> And and twice I've heard people refer to Danny Aiella as Danny Aiego. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. He was one of our funnier guests. He was. I have he to can say. be very charming. We have he an interesting it. story about that. He can be very that. charming. Danny Aiego. We, yeah. we had it. a wonderful evening in the theater. Well, oh, we he's he's tell about story. We were, well, I think we were, we were privy to a We were privy to a, a backstage, wonderful backer, yeah. backstage Danny rehearsal. Danny working out a play that he was working on. It seems to have disappeared. I don't want to give it away, though. Oh, no. Yes, but He was in rehearsal <laughs> clothes. <laughs> he was in rehearsal clothes, sweats, a towel around his neck, and he had a pianist, and he was just... Working it out, working yes. out the songs. A wonderful. Uh, That's all. I, I don't think it's a studio, right? Yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so we, we, were, we were invited. The Carnegie to come. Hall, by the way. Seriously, we're going to have all studios those rooms, behind. Yeah. I don't know. Are you going to give away? What if he sells it and you give away the key elements? You mean someone thing? beats him to this story. Yeah. <laughs> to this musical. Right, it's, off the air. Huh? it's a musical. Go ahead. You, well, you, I mean, you, you know, they'll probably have suspected by now that it's a show. About Al Capone, right? Musical about Al. Musical about Al Capone, <laughs> and the the act break, this the show stopping number at the Yo, end of the first Robert act, right? Syphilis, I've got syphilis. I swear. Yeah, right. And it's only me. Syphilis. Syphilis. I can't piss. I can't piss. That's one of the lyrics. And he's doing it about six inches from Paul's face. And he's got his hands on Paul's knees. And it's just me and him, the piano player, and Jerry Foley, who invited us from the director of the Letterman Show. And it was had an hour and a half of not... 90 minutes. Of not 
trying not we didn't have to try not to laugh because it was so scary. Uh, like if we had laughed, Danny might have killed us or something. I really felt Listen, physically. It was an honor. It was an honor to be there. It was a great honor to be there. Yeah, said, no way, we're not. To, what, what did uh, uh, Jack, you do to Jackie Mason again? <laughs> I didn't mean to louse Danny. Yeah, 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 we're not, we're not you, lousing him by any means. No, I hope fucker. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. You wow. little prick. Can I do my uh, little thing that uh, the young people seem to love? That... <laughs> Please. <laughs> what are you laughing at? How dare you? Um, Gallagher 2? Well, I could talk about Gallagher 2. Have I ever talked about Gallagher 2? Gallagher 2 gonna... is fascinating. Did, I, did you see the documentary about Gallagher and Gallagher 2? No. No, we have to May see it. I could tell you I a little bit it. about it. Please do, yeah. Yes. I'm hooked already. I was just going to do the certain, oh. certain. The good thing Ed Sullivan doesn't have a show now because there's certain <laughs> there's certain stars with names that would, you know, he had a, he had trouble with his neck. Ed Sullivan, so he, if he had to say the names of some of the current stars, you know, uh, like ladies and gentlemen, right now, Shakira, Shakira, oh. Oh. <laughs> hurt his neck, yeah. 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 <laughs> With these modern names. Oh, with yeah. these names. Yeah. Anyway. I, I wish the podcast were visual. Yeah. <laughs> Have we started played, recording? Would have played better. Have we started yeah, recording? Yeah, we're on. We are recording. We're soon, on. soon. Oh, wait. What was the thing about? Well, Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher. Gallagher One night about two in the morning, <laughs> I just had terrible insomnia. You guys have probably read about it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm up and I turn on one of those things, one of those documentaries on like uh, – it was about Gallagher. It was, it was someone on this channel. They'd always have those things. One yeah. week it'd be oh, yeah. Chris yes. Farley. Oh, yeah. True Hollywood Story. True Hollywood yeah. Story. Yeah. Exactly. Right. For those of you who don't know, Gallagher was. Oh, well, Gallagher and is, was. And is. And is. Yeah. A fine comedian where he would hit. It's a prop comic. And, From yeah, San Francisco. And the first couple of rows of audience had to have a big tarp over it because he would, you know, which is very much like Liza's He'd audience. <laughs> But he would hit a, a watermelon with a sledgehammer. That was, yeah, that that was, was his finish. That was his big close. Right. Yeah. Smashing the Why watermelon. Why didn't we think of that? And, yeah. he'd, <laughs> and he'd take the winner off because he couldn't get any watermelons. No. Ah, but, so uh, what happened? Go ahead. So I'm watching it. They do those. So I'm thinking, I'm, getting, I'm totally being sucked in by Gallagher and how yeah. he started and how he kind of built himself from nothing. Yeah. And, and he, he had a twin brother. That's well, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's yeah. where he's going. Yeah. Um, then it's all kind of nice, and about halfway through the documentary, and he starts to get bigger and bigger clubs. And halfway through the documentary, they go at the end of the just before the they go, and then Gallagher had a stroke, and that was they go out right. Oh. <laughs> it's a teaser, yeah. And you know I can't go to bed now. No. No, Gallagher's not. had a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, but nobody's getting me into that bedroom. <laughs> you know. Okay. Wild animals. Good Listen, yeah. okay. So it comes a back. Terrific cliffhanger. Oh, talk about <laughs> yeah, it. cliffhanger. Right. And, uh, and so it comes back, and it turns out Gallagher had a stroke during you know hitting one of the watermelons. Actually, wielding the sledgehammer. Wielding, yes, he actually did wielding the sledgehammer. Yeah. He had the stroke on right. stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. talk about yeah. comedy gods. Yes, sir. But talk about well, being covered as part of your coverage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to you know, get a work injury. Comp. It was a work comp. Work comp yes. for sure. Yes. Yes. So anyway, while he has the stroke, unbeknownst to Gallagher. His yeah. so his brother, whatever his real name was, was touring the country without Gallagher's knowing it, doing who looked exactly like him, the same bald hair, the same kind of stringy bald hair, yeah. looked exactly like as Gallagher too. But the audience but, didn't know. But it was like I, I, you know, that yeah. kind of too. And Gallagher didn't know. And so Gallagher started but he passed himself off as Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started getting calls from venues saying you know, hey man, your brother's doing your entire ah. act, and uh, that didn't help the stroke. I think he got the stroke after that, actually. Ah, uh, you're right. And um, <laughs> if I'm, it, it's better if, I'm if right. it happened while <clears throat> smashing a watermelon. Yeah. It is. I oh, he did, but it was yeah. after. It was after, unfortunately, Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah. No, but still while <laughs> smashing. Still good though. Yeah. He yeah. still had the stroke, and yeah. that's the important. So go ahead, Tom. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> then he finds out. His brother's doing his act, and he gets an injunction against his brother, Gallagher 2. Gallagher 1 gets an injunction against Gallagher 2, the brother. And the thing that gave him the stroke yeah. was Gallagher and Gallagher 2's parents sided with Gallagher 2. Ah, and I think there's a moral in that. Yeah, and then I think there was <laughs> sure what it is. It's biblical. It's so it is. A, it's, it's, a Abel. Abel yeah. it's a Cain and Abel. It's a Cain and 
Abel Gallagher too. It's right. a cane and it's a cane, it's a cane and Abel too. It was a big legal thing, huge, huge. Yeah. An agreement that they came to. Okay. That Gallagher two would have to be called Gallagher two. But he was. So it wouldn't be That's Gallagher. Like he'll, right. He'll he was passing, he's passing himself off as Gallagher. And that he wouldn't be allowed to smash the watermelons. Oh. 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 Same thing so as the senior wins. It's the exact same thing as the senior wins. They couldn't get the box. Yeah, exactly. It's the senior wins clause. Yeah. Went out. Good old senior wins clause. He ignored that and went out as Gallagher. Anyway. And and people, even, you know, the people booking him knew he wasn't Gallagher. <laughs> but they said, it passed hey, on. you know, Gallagher costs so much more money. Uh, yeah. and it's and still the same act. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. And he started, he smashed watermelon. Anyway. He did. Oh, my God. Yeah. He did the watermelon. He ignored it. He ignored yeah. it. He had to. <laughs> yeah, he had Gallagher to do the watermelon. How could he do it and not do around. the watermelon? Huh? He's still around. Still working? Gallagher, too? Yeah. I, I don't know about Gallagher, too. Gallagher's still out there. <laughs> but how about your Mark folks? Marriage, how about, that, first of all, yeah, his parents were. They were the side with Gallagher side. too. Yeah, that hurts. Very. That's got to hurt. Well, Gallagher must be such a low. And, you know, the same thing happened. They toured without Jeff Lynne. They, were, they had to call themselves the LO2. Do you remember I that? I see. Uh, yeah. Well, but, you know, well yeah. look at Sticks. I mean, let's not Something even... like that. I got a wild card question for the yeah. Bells. Richard, did you audition to play Groucho in a Broadway musical? Yes. It was My Fair Lady, unfortunately. But, <laughs> my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mistake. Did you yeah, know that, I did. No. Huh? No, I never yeah. heard that. And you no, learned two songs? It. You taught yourself two? two I different. sang two songs. They said I held the sides very well. But, um, what you was held the, the sides what very was well? The, that's what, it was day, that's great. day in Hollywood night in the Ukraine? That's right. Yeah. But I, I didn't get it, but I I sang for the, like one of the first times. What did you sing? Uh, Tonight you're mine completely. Paul? See, we had a keyboard here, pocket play. You give your love. As Groucho. <laughs> no, they wanted to hear oh, my voice. Oh, they wanted voice. you to do a song. Yeah, no, oh. they knew I could do Groucho. I mean, I mean come on. But oh, so wow. George Chakiris. That's going back. Oh, good trivia. Yeah. I once auditioned, uh, and and this was something, buddy. Getting back to the Untouchables. Yes. Said that uh, Gabe Kaplan is going to be playing Groucho. Oh yeah, and it'll that. definitely yeah, sure. move to Broadway. It'll definitely be a major hit, and it'll definitely be a TV special. Ultimately, and, that's and the goal. Yeah. So he goes, so, you know, you should fly yourself out. And I actually did. Right. In those days, we didn't know any better. And 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 I and I auditioned as Chico to oh. his Groucho. Oh, right. this is great. Never and, told me this. And I remember I said to him, I said, why doesn't he just get Robert Hedges because Robert Hedges was just doing Chico in that. He was always back like, Carter. Yeah. yeah, hey, Mr. Carter. Oh, right. That's, That's right. right. And and he laughed at me like, what a stupid thing that was to say. <laughs> and then uh, the thing, it they announce it's uh, on a stage show. And as Chico, Robert Hedges. May rest in peace. Yeah. Yes. Ah, so you got him a job. Yeah. How about that? That was yeah. good. pretty good. That's a, one of the rare I, times I've heard you be magnanimous. And, oh, <laughs> it's the worst one of the rare times I've heard you be interesting. I, I, I love <laughs> when they were doing the in memoriam at who? the in Emmys. Captain's career? At the, yeah, at the Emmys. They yeah. were doing yeah, in memoriam. And they had in one clip, like they saved time. In one clip from Welcome Back, Carter, Robert Hedges and uh, Horshack. They're both dead? Yeah, they both, both died gone, that yeah. year. Yeah. So they what? saved I worked with Horshack. They died both a few months and both together. Oh, they put them together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a suicide pack. Well, <laughs> they saved a little time. What an insult. Yeah. And the memorial package. They died a few months apart. Do you know that I once auditioned for Vivian Vance? You oh, did? Oh. Yes, I did. Do tell. I know yes. you auditioned to be Fonzie. I did. I was yeah. in the final callbacks to be Fonzie. Wow. You and Mickey Dolan's. Well, he wasn't there when I was there. You could have been. All right, here's the. Yeah, hey, I couldn't do the A. The right. guy. <laughs> That's yeah. No, but Henry was great. Can you Henry do Winkler. some Fonzie for us? I well, I don't. Story, I, yeah. I, you know, I prepared. and But, you know, once I leave a character, Gil, 
Yeah. I normally pack. Hey, Gilbert. I do take it home with me, yeah. but I also take the wardrobe home with me. So uh, it's I see. <laughs> Richard, Richard has a story. All right, Can oh, I just please. say one thing before you do your story? Please. Is, any, is it hot in here for it's anybody else? It's always hot. Because I see a fireman's going to break this glass and save the dog. It's not just you. Know, you like it is. The dog's it's in the car. We'll wrap in about 10 minutes. Do you remember when you auditioned for the Affleck commercial? Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Do you know who went ahead of you? Oh, who? Wow. You went in before Rich, uh, Gilbert before to audition Gilbert. for the Affleck. And I was doing Affleck, Affleck. Yeah. You know, I was doing this weird. And then I think. And you got it. I think Soupy Sales no. auditioned for. Oh. Milton Hines. Yeah, Milton Hines. Mimi Hines. Then that's his real name. Uh, Hines and Hines. Milton no, Hines. But uh, you sales? came in after me. Yeah. So and, I was mistaken and, for Soupy Sales today. No way. <laughs> no, you are what not. About? By a cab driver. <laughs> hey, are you super sales? No. <laughs> yeah. To you? I think, I, yeah, no I, sense. I, I think he died, I said. Through the I, cab driver? Yeah, I said No, Soupy cab. died. And yeah. I remember, Did he, like, did he tear up a little bit? We lost Soupy. I, I was kind, a kind of regular on one, of, one show you were doing. Uh, was it on Showtime or something? Me? Where, yeah. What? You were uh, playing yourself, of Cinemax, course. you were on that show. That's yeah, just... Cinemax. Well, you were on it. You were the yeah, bartender. Yeah, I was the bartender. Oh, I was in that, too. And David Steinberg <laughs> used to direct that. That's right. 1985. That's right. You were great. You did your act. You were the bartender. Yeah. yeah. It's called, I don't know where you can get it these days. Tom, you were I, involved oh, in that. Oh, that's right. I've seen that. Played my manager. Yeah. What was the name of it? I played Belzer's manager Belzer and I wrote Richard Belzer's show. Larry Tom Charles. was my manager. Yeah, I've seen it. Were you on that show? Paul and I hung out. And you weren't contracted. Billy Crystal was catch. Yeah. Paul was too big even then. Oh, he was very and, big. And one no. time I remember they had me, the plot was that I was masquerading as um, Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a hat on next yeah. to us. Yeah, it was like, six shows and we were already out of stories. <laughs> already out of stories. <laughs> what, hey, about, Mick what, Jagger. what about Viva Shea Vegas? Oh, can, boy. Can, can anybody get what their hands that? on that? There's a VHS? Yes, it is. It it's is out again. It was something that Tom and I and Harry. It's wonderful. Made in 86 or something. Tom forced me to watch it in his basement. Ah, uh, well, I hope it was worthwhile. <laughs> it was. That's where it was shot. It, uh, it's a conceptual thing that the three of us made for Cinemax back in the 80s. Uh, now that I, I played Las Vegas uh, over Christmas, New Year's, the lounge at Caesars. And in honor of that, uh, I had a, a merch table and I had some T-shirts made. And I had some DVDs printed up. So it's back. You can now get Viva Shape Vegas. You have to go to, I have a website. Oh, you get it on the website? For all the merchandise oh, didn't, that didn't wow. sell. Great. So you can get all those and leftovers. And Gene Pitney's in it. Oh, Gene right. Pitney sang the theme song. And Bells, tell us about the, the Jerry book. When, when can we expect oh, it? And... Um, it's virtually done. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully by Christmas. Okay. We'll have you know before Christmas it'll it'll be out. Of course, it was the writing was interrupted as you may suspect. Yes, but most of it's done. I'd say ninety percent. And, and of how it. how did you become friends with Jerry? He, um, I interviewed him in Montreal at the Montreal Film Festival in nineteen eighty five or something, and uh, we had a great time. And then he called me years later. To say that he's been watching me on television, he's proud of me, and he remembered the interview. It was like, anyway, so I immediately flew out to Vegas, and then a week later I called Paul, and I said, what? We can have dinner with Jerry if we just fly ourselves out to Vegas, which we did. Seen the picture. Yeah. It's great. There and was then, one more guy there, Max Alexander. Oh, Max oh, yes. Alexander. Remember him? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. He passed on, didn't he? Thanks. Yeah, he did. Funny guy. He did. Recently, in the last couple of years. But uh, so since then, I, I, you know, I started working with him on. Uh, he was going to do a musical, The Nutty Professor, and I worked on him for a while with that. And then somebody else took over. But we became very close, and we're so close. Too bad you don't have a camera. But I have his tattoo. I right. You saw, I showed you. Yeah, yeah, you showed yeah, us. I have a classic caricature of Jerry. You know? Yeah, he's yeah, showing it right now for those of you at home. Yes. He's, 
taking off his jacket. Jerry He's showing us a tattoo. You have a tattoo of Jerry Lewis. Right, on my Realistic, arm. Realistic, on your yeah. arm. Yeah. Right. yeah. Based on his logo from the d and The classic show, logo. His uh, caricature. But, Are you um, any cooler now? You've taken off your no, jacket. No, but okay. I'm... Reminded of Jerry. You take so. your, you know, beekeeper no, we suit. We're almost off. done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wanted your, oh. your, your last. No, but he kind of adopted of me, and it, you know, when I was a little kid in school, they used to say, "Call me Jerry Lewis," because I looked just like him, and I would do Jerry Lewis bits to keep my mother from hitting me. I told Jerry that. I said, uh-huh. "You save me a lot of ass kickings." Uh-huh. So he's a b- big part of my life, and then to meet him and work with him is beyond. You know, it's like when you guys met Anthony Newley. I imagine it was the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Tom, it was B. Benaderet. <laughs> to me, it was Martin Milner, actually. Maybe you could close, Richard, with a Rodney Dangerfield. Everybody's got their favorite Rodney stories. But what oh. he said, oh, what, really, he gave me the, advice. What's life? Yeah. You know, what's life? You know, and he said, first of all, he's in his bathrobe, in his dressing room with no underwear on. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Just I want to remember that when I want to stop myself from yeah, ejaculating. Yeah, picture that. <laughs> yeah. Like now. He said, oh. um, what is life, Richard? You know, you get high, you write a few jokes, you keep the going from chasing you, you know? That's, that's profound. Keep the going from chasing you. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I understood the that's first it. two. Man, that's no, it. But it's getting high and writing, I understood. <laughs> and, yeah. and they get a bathrobe with your balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, this was great. It's yeah. wonderful. I hope, you can use, I hope you can use some it's of it. Like we'll use some of it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's about Gil- 10 minutes of it. Gilbert yeah. is like a, a Dorothy Parker it is. type of character now, the round table. And, and wits, famous wits of yes. the era, yes. sit yes. around he's a, he's, and tell, it's his Benchley phase. tell marvelous right. stories of his career. So this has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre and our guest this episode... Have been Richard Belzer, Six. Paul Schaefer, and Tom Leopold. Hey, hey, hey now. So much for the writing. Thank you, boys. We come A lot back? of fun, you guys. Let's go one yeah, more when? Time. Just that we're in the tomorrow? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm up early. Thanks, okay. Jess. Well, I'm a skinny Jew, one of the few from Minnesota. They had a quota. Came to the big city, dreamed I was Walter Mitty, wrote folk songs that I thought were witty. Someone said I'd be the next big thing till they heard me sing, but it's too late to change their minds because the contracts were already signed. Had a few hits, lived by my wits at the Chelsea Hotel, but then I fell off a motorbike. But I didn't like being out of work, so I came back and sang with a country twang. Lay, lay, lay. Got some airplay. Had to change my voice, didn't have no choice. Had to make the payments on a new Rolls Royce. But I'm a skinny Jew, one of the few from me. Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast is produced by Dara Gottfried and Frank Santapadre with audio production by Frank Verderosa. Web and social media is handled by Mike McPadden, Greg Pear, and John Bradley Seals. Special audio contributions by John Beach. Special thanks to Paul Rayburn, John Murray, John Fodiatis, and Nutmeg Creative. Especially Sam Giovanco and Daniel Farrell for their assistance.